In here is like coming home. Um, this is home to me, and I'm so grateful to be with you all this morning. And I always feel like when I come here, I'm so relaxed, and I'm so excited at the same time because I know that I get to share my heart, and you all receive it so well and with such love. Well, you do everything here with such love, but you receive my heart with such love. And I feel that just as soon as I walk in the door. So thank you for that. Thank you for this loving space that you all help create. This morning, I want to talk to you about how the divine responds in a crisis. And the reason I was curious about this is because I had a crisis. The end of March, the last Saturday of March, we had a house fire. And I'll just go to the end and say the house is still standing and everybody got out okay and all the furry children got out okay and everybody's all right. But it was, it was a crisis. Um, I was sitting in the living room with my family after dinner that Saturday night and was watching TV and somebody is banging on my front door. And my first thought was, well, you know, if you just, you could just knock. That's really kind of obnoxious with the banging. So I pull the door open, and it's my neighbors from a couple doors down, and they're saying, get out, get out, your house is on fire. I had no idea. We have a porch to the side of the house, and the porch is where the fire started. And uh, and we all got up and got out, and um, like I said, everybody was, was okay. And there was an overwhelming response in my various communities of love and support, and offers of help, and, and I have to say, some of, the, some of the responses were more helpful than others. Some people were trying to be helpful, and they weren't really helpful. And it made me think, you know, maybe I could be more helpful to people who are in crisis. Maybe I'm one of those people who thinks I'm being helpful, and I'm not really being helpful. So when I have a question like that, when I'm not sure how to conduct myself, I go to the master teacher. I go to the master teacher, Jesus, and see how he handled the situation. See how he handled something that I'm curious about, because he's my example. So what I'm going to talk to you today is based on that curiosity. And I looked in the Gospel of John, chapter 11. There's a story there about Lazarus. Lazarus was a really good friend of Jesus. Lazarus was somebody who Jesus loved. That's what the gospel tells us, is that Jesus loved this man. And Jesus was out doing what he did, preaching, healing, and he received word that his friend Lazarus was ill. And he just kept doing his thing. And then then he knew that Lazarus had died. It doesn't say how he knew. It doesn't say if... Somebody told him, or if he just had the awareness that Lazarus had died. And after Lazarus had died, he chose to go to Bethany, where Lazarus was. Now, Lazarus had two sisters, Mary and Martha. Those names might sound familiar to you. This Mary is the same one who, in another gospel story, pours perfume on Jesus' feet and washes his feet with her tears and dries them with her hair. So these are people that are very dear to Jesus. They're like family to him. And when he arrives in Bethany, let me just go ahead and read it. This is the 11th chapter of John, verse 32. 
When Mary reached the place where Jesus was and saw him, she fell at his feet and said, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. When Jesus saw her weeping and the Jews who had come along with her also weeping, he was deeply moved in spirit and troubled. Where have you laid him? He asked. Come and see, Lord, they replied. Jesus wept. Then the Jews said, see how he loved him. But some of them said, could not he who opened the eyes of the blind man have kept this man from dying? Jesus, once more deeply moved, came to the tomb. It was a cave with a stone laid across the entrance. Take away the stone, he said. But Lord, said Martha, the sister of the dead man, by this time there is a bad odor, for he's been there four days. Then Jesus said, did I not tell you that if you believe you will see the glory of God? So they took away the stone. Then Jesus looked up and said, Father, I thank you that you've heard me. I knew that you always hear me, but I said this for the benefit of the people standing here, that they may believe that you sent me. When he had said this, Jesus called out in a loud voice, Lazarus, come out. The dead man came out, his hands and feet wrapped with strips of linen and a cloth around his face. Jesus said to them, Take off the grave clothes and let him go. Now this was a crisis, for sure. And I think it's so interesting to look at the process of how Jesus responds to this crisis. When Mary comes to him and throws herself at his feet and says, If you'd been here, my brother would be alive. There are people, you know, we have a tendency to, to really uh, to sanitize the gospel. We have a tendency to sanitize these stories. There are people who say, oh, she had such faith. Oh, Jesus, if you'd just been here, Lazarus would have been alive. I don't see it that way at all. I see it that way as her going, where were you? If you had come, he would still be alive. I don't know about you all. But when I've been in a crisis, there have been times I have looked to God and said, where are you? Or when it's done, where were you? And that's exactly what happened here. And what is Jesus' response? It's not to get mad at her. What does it say that he did? Two words. Jesus wept. He wept. It says he went to the grave. He said, where have you laid him? And he went there. And again, you know, we tend to sanitize this stuff. It says he was deeply moved in spirit and troubled. I think that's a nice way of saying he was a hot mess. He was crying. He was grieving. He was weeping. How does Jesus show up in a crisis? For people who he loves and people who are hurting, he weeps with them. I saw a little video by uh, Brene Brown, hands of people who are familiar with Brene, a few, okay. Brene has researched vulnerability and connection and relationship for years and years. She's amazing. Um, you might want to look her up. But Brene Brown has this cute little, little animated video that talks about the difference between sympathy and empathy, and I think it really applies here. So to demonstrate sympathy, Versus empathy. They have a picture of somebody down in a hole and there's a ladder, okay, to the entrance of the hole. And the sympathy example is this giraffe 
who looks down in the hole, he's munching on a sandwich, he looks down in the hole and goes, huh, that looks like it's a real bummer being down in that hole. Uh, yeah, that's a drag. And then the person, the critter who's down in the hole feeling really sad, I think it might be a raccoon feeling really sad, then the elephant comes down the ladder, gets down in the hole, and says, oh, man, being in this hole, I know what that's like. It's really hard, isn't it? It's really painful, isn't it? So what we have here when we look at the gospel is a God who gets down in the hole. He gets down with us in the hole. He doesn't peer over the edge of the hole. Oh, that's a bummer. Oh, well, you know, you just practice a little gratitude. You'll feel better. Oh, don't you know, this is the kicker. This is the one I heard a lot. God's got a plan. Well, when you're down in the hole, that's not helping you. And that's not the example that the master teacher sets for us. The example he sets for us is to get down in the hole and say, oh, I know how that feels, and to weep with those who are weeping. It's really important to be able to enter into this place of empathy, to allow your heart to be broken open with love for people who are hurting. And let me tell you why. Because that's what the master teacher did, and then the miraculous happened. Right? That's what we read in that second part. He was grieving and weeping, and he was a hot mess right along with him. And he said, okay, get ready. Guess what's coming? The love and grace of God is on the way. Move that stone out the way. And they all look at him like, say what? Dude is dead, man. No, but he knew better. He knew better. And I believe that is because he knew fully who he was and whose he was. And he even said it in his prayer. I love this. I'm not asking because I need to ask. I thank you that you've already heard me. I'm just saying this because they need to know you and I are in cahoots here. The people here. I love that form of prayer, that affirmative prayer. Molly and I were just talking about that today. He didn't ask. He didn't beg. He said, it's done. And he knew it was done because of his connection to that deep love that is God. I was talking to a friend of mine from seminary a couple days ago, and I, I had the understanding, as I was thinking about this scripture and I was thinking about what I wanted to say here today, I had the awareness of the value of empathy. I had the beauty of this amazing miracle, and I wasn't quite able to put it together. And as I was talking to my friend, I realized, she helped me realize, thank you, Dia, wherever you are, she helped me realize the power that raised Lazarus from the dead came from a willingness to have the heart broken open and connection to the hurting through the inspiration and inflowing power and grace of the divine. That's where the miracle comes. That's why it's important to get down in the hole. If you're just peering down in that hole, you're not in it. you got to be in it. When I read this story, it just gives me pause. Like, Just stop and think for half a second. 
Okay, let me get this straight. The same God, the same love that was in Jesus is in us. Amen? Amen. Amen. Okay. That same love that was in God and Jesus is in us. So if I've got this right, I have a love and a power that is in me that brings back somebody four days dead. Yes? Yes. Yes. Now, I'm not one of these biblical literalists. I don't know if this actually happened or not. I don't care. I don't think that's the point. And up until, I'll be honest, up until a few days ago, I wasn't sure I believed it did actually happen. But then I was talking to my friend, and she said, I believe it actually happened. And I said, really, tell me. Tell me why. And she said, Theta, I had a bird in my yard that was dead. And I picked it up. And she said, my heart just broke open for this bird. And I cried and I cried and I held this bird and I was filled with love for this bird. And that bird woke up and came back to life. It had no heartbeat. It was dead. And she said, and that bird was then alive. And I believe her. I believe her. And that made me think, this is possible. This is absolutely possible. It's possible. That we have love in us that is so powerful, it can bring people to life. Now, do I think we need to go to a cemetery and start practicing? No. No, I don't think we need to do that. But there are people in your lives, in your families, in your communities, maybe even you, who are dead on the inside or dying. They're hurting, they're broken. And you have a love and a power in you that can heal and restore them. You have a love and a power in you that can heal and restore you. So with this knowledge, what do we do? Well, when I was in my crisis, I spent some time grumbling. I spent some time in the hole. I didn't like not being in my house. I still don't like being in my house. We're in a very nice townhouse, by the way. It's lovely, but it's not home. Yeah, I spent some time there. And then, as my heart healed, I was aware of all the gifts. Then I was aware of all the gifts this has given us. But in the, in the time I was hurting, I wasn't. I just let myself be in the hurt. So when you're in crisis, I don't know if you all do this, I have a tendency to judge myself for judging myself. Like, I just get crazy. Just let yourself be where you are and know that you love and are part of a God that is in the whole, with you, in the whole. And that can perform the miraculous in your life through that loving connection. Now, for others that you see that are in crisis... This offers us a lesson. It offers me a lesson. I tell you what. I have some people to give some apologies to. Because I have not been helpful when they've been in crisis. I've been one of those people who says, Oh, well, it's okay. God has a plan. Well, that might be true. I don't know. But that doesn't help in the moment. You know what I really wanted after the fire? I really wanted for somebody to just give me five minutes to be angry or to be sad, or to be whatever it was that I was being. I wanted somebody in the hole with me. That's really what people want. 
is for us to be in the hope. And if we're to take this scripture to heart, that's where the miracle comes. It's through our loving compassion, our willingness to be broken open. And that's what we're not seeing in the world today. We're seeing division. We're seeing fighting. We're not seeing people willing to get in the hole. Be one of those people. It can be so discouraging to look out into the world and see this hurt and see this heartache and see this disaster. But you can transform the world one person at a time by being willing to get in the hole with that friend who is hurting, with that coworker, with that church member, with whomever it is in your community. Get in the hole with them. Let them be sad, angry. Cry with them. That's what Jesus did. And then watch the miracle happen. I don't know about you all, but when I have been transformed in my life, it was because of the unconditional love and grace of people around me who just loved me ugly. They loved me warts and all. They didn't care what kind of mood I was in. They didn't care what kind of clothes I wore. They didn't care what my title was. They didn't care anything about me. They just loved on me and I was changed. That is the power that raises people from the dead. That is the power that lives in you and through you and will work miracles in your life and the lives of those around you if you let it. When you let it, you have transforming power in your heart, through the divine. And I get excited about that when I think about that, when I think about the possibilities, because I know you all are a loving group of people. And when I think about you being out in the world with that power in you, whew, good thing I'm standing up because I don't think I could sit still. Because that's what you all are about, each one of you. So I encourage you, as you see those around you hurting, Follow the example of the master teacher. Get in the hole. Be with them. Let them be what they are, angry, sad, ungrateful, whatever it is. Don't say, well, just be grateful, or, well, God's got a plan. Don't, don't do that. It might make you feel better. It's not making them feel better. Get in the hole with them. And then get excited. Because the miracle's on the way. Thank you so much. God bless you.